I'm Ben Clunt. And I'm Stephen Brown. We're two entrepreneurial professionals based in Spokane, Washington. Join us on our journey to make 2019 the most prosperous of our lives. We'll bear all as we strive to improve all aspects of our business and our health and fitness, as well as our relationships personally and professionally. We aim to offer impactful insight into our business and personal lives. We'll share the good, the bad, and the ugly throughout our journey. With the ultimate goal of our business and fitness being in the best shape of our lives at the close of 2019. You are listening to the Ordinary to Extraordinary Podcast. started running it when I came in so fans off you also let a fly in when you came in it must have followed the smell oh that's kind of you it's flying around in here somewhere so I don't see it hopefully it lands on you and I get to swat it (laughs) the interns today asked me like hey how do we listen to your podcast yeah see it's like that Scottish friend of yours he's kind of cool I was like don't no don't don't. Why are you always hating on me, Ben? Oh, it's your ego. Should we do some kind of intro or should we just go right into this or what? We're already into it. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for joining us on Ordinary to Extraordinary today. If you haven't figured out where you're at yet, that is, I guess. Yeah. Today is 7.22 or 22.7, depending on which continent you're on, because in the UK we do the day and then the month, and here they do the month and then oh, the day. Okay. It's 2.37 Pacific time. So, or you could just say July 22nd. Yeah, in the afternoon. Do you know what 2.37 Pacific time is in Greenwich Mean Time in the UK? Probably like an eight-hour difference or something like that. Exactly. Eight yeah. hours ahead they are, so it's 10.37 okay. in Greenwich Mean Time. So going to nine-night time here. To which, go, as you say, to go nine-night. Which is actually the epicenter of time. Greenwich Mean Time is zero. So Greenwich means time. Everything is goes 24 hours east or 24 hours west of that so pacific is eight hours behind huh. and then yeah so look that up if there you, want. you go folks learn something new today yep that's the only thing i'll give Lyndon credit for it's for the <laughs> english people and it's smelly and we're well, english aren't you fuck off <laughs> <laughs> that didn't take long <laughs> <laughs> if you want to insult a scottish person just ask me if they're english yeah um so accountability update ben you want to start fitness or you want to start business? Working on my fitness. Also, since we're going to talk business, kind of, an accountability thing for you, which I'm realizing you're not very good at. <laughs> I'm calling you out hardcore here, by the way. We just started just, off. Just, just to get going. Is it going. even justifiable? Is it even going to be justified? It is justifiable because we just had a conversation about it. What? The fact that you have friends who don't know about oh. our podcast. <laughs> and then... Your interns don't know about our podcast and they're right in their wheelhouse and people that you know are like, oh, you do a podcast with Ben? And I'm like, how does how has this never come up in conversation? Because you're pretty close with Ben. Ben's an asshole. Ben isn't promoting our podcast. <laughs> so talk to know. me about this. It's not something that comes to mind. Like when I'm in people's, I'm usually a listener, if I'm being honest. So I usually am asking them a lot of questions. So That's me, usually let, my communication style Let is. me build a scenario that I know happens to you at least 10 times a day. Okay. Hey, Ben, how are you? What's new? What have you been up to? That doesn't, oh. ha- that doesn't happen 10 times a day. Well, here's how you respond to that. Well, <laughs> things are good. Work's good. I'm getting in shape. I don't know if you've noticed. 
and I've been doing a podcast with this guy called Stephen, and we're doing pretty well with it, and people are listening. You should check it out. <laughs> I was waiting for this conversation. This happened at a barbecue, folks, where it originally started, and a lot of people didn't know about the podcast. Granted, they're not like close friends. They're acquaintances. Uh, if they follow me on any social media platform, they would have known, but... Yeah, in conversation, no, I don't bring it up. And so now Stephen like, was at two events, and multiple people have said at those events now that they didn't know we did a podcast, and now Stephen's butthurt. I'm not butthurt. I'm just confused. I'm just confused. I don't know why you're self-sabotaging the podcast, Ben. I we want people to listen. I bring up. I usually will ask them how their day's going, what's new. It's like, oh, work's going well. Oh, good, nice. So you're saying you know a lot of assholes that don't ever reciprocate and ask you? Oh, there's a lot of people out there that don't. Or I just don't I just don't open up. Maybe I'm just a very closed-off person. It's like, oh, work's been going good. You know, just trying to keep a tiny human alive is how I respond. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh-huh. Well, on that. But, Stephen, to- for you. For you, Stephen. Okay, for me what? I will do better at advertising our podcast to my friends and family. Thank you. I will even make a special post before the next podcast and consciously bring it up in conversation with those individuals that ask me how my day is going. All right. And I do tell people like, hey, today I was like, oh yeah, I'm off to go record. Mm -hmm. So I'll do better at it because it means a lot to you, I see. It does mean a lot to me. I enjoy this. And I think we've got potential to grow more. We're having our best month ever. We don't need to talk actual numbers, but literally. Stephen really doesn't like to talk actual numbers, people. If you want to ask me in person, I'll tell you everything. I just don't. (laughs) Anyway, I want to start with something positive. I posted this. I want your take on this. I posted this on my Facebook yesterday. It kind of touched me. It's three minutes and 35 seconds. I watched it. So I'm going to play it for our listeners here. Um, And then I want to get your take on it. We're going to talk about this. All right. So hopefully this comes across okay. I'm going to play it from here. Oh. I will never forget that cup of coffee. Well, a couple of years ago, I was traveling when my schedule worked out on Christmas Eve. I thought the airport was going to be a zoo, so I got there a couple hours early. It wasn't. It wasn't crowded at all. So for me, that means coffee. So I get, I get down into my terminal, Terminal D, and I see the sign. I get in line. And so it's my turn to order. And I was greeted with this very warm and sincere welcome. This woman said to me, Hi, my name is Lily. What's your name? I said, I'm Ryan. She said, Ryan, what can I make for you today? I said, well, I, I want a grande pumpkin spice latte. She said, you want whipped cream on that, don't you? I said, yeah, yeah, I want the whipped cream. She said, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. She said, I'm going to make it extra hot, load it up with whipped cream, sprinkle a little nutmeg on top. You're going to love it. I said, sounds great. She said, where are you going? I said, Cleveland. She said, are you going back to Cleveland to spend a holiday with your family? I said, yes. Now, at this point, I start looking around for the camera, right? I mean, I'm trying to get a latte. So I move down the line, and the conversation continues, and she's funny. She's asking me questions about my family and our holiday traditions. She's laughing and I'm laughing. And she hands me my drink and says to me, Ryan, have a safe trip back to Cleveland. Go create some extraordinary memories with your family. When you come back through the Minneapolis airport, I want you to stop here and tell me all about it. drink i start walking away and i stop and i look back at this woman and i think to myself 
You know, it's, it's Christmas Eve. Most people would rather be anywhere else in the world than serving coffee in an airport. Not her. It was like she was meant to be there. And I, I couldn't help myself. I had to go back. So I did. I walked back and I said, excuse me, Lily. And here she jumps around. Ryan, is everything okay with the latte? I said, no. I said, the latte is perfect. I just had to come back and ask you, what, what is your secret to making such meaningful connections over serving coffee? Well, she, she corrected me. She said, Ryan, I'm not serving coffee. I'm pouring happiness into people's lives. I said, you're pouring what? She wants to be happy in her life. She wants to be around happy people. So she chooses, even on Christmas Eve, to smile, to have fun, to help people, to just be happy. You know, it's interesting. When I, when I met Lily, she would have had no way of knowing this, but I was pretty heavy in the heart and had a lot on my mind. About three months before that holiday, I got a call from Mom. We got some really tough medical news about Dad. Uh, it was a terminal diagnosis, and we knew we probably weren't going to have a lot of time. So I was sitting in that airport on Christmas Eve, not in the best place in the world. I will never forget that cup of coffee. All right, Ben, talk to me about that. I actually watched that this morning. What do you think? For, uh, I like, well, you know me. I like corny, cheesy videos. Mm -hmm. So even if somebody thinks that's corny and cheesy, I like it. Yeah. But I, th I thought about, uh, I jotted out a couple of things as we were listening to it again. Yep. First one is just kind of a reminder of, you know, you never know what people are going through. So you could react in an angry, negative way because you're having a bad day. You could just be melancholy and boring. You could smile at somebody and <coughs> compliment them or do something. It's interesting because this Lily girl, it seems like the idea, the other thing that came to mind was just like, be the change you want to see in the world, that quote, you know. It's like, truly, it's like, if you want to be happy, spread happiness. Mm -hmm. If you want to be around happy people, be happy yourself and spread happiness. I mean, it's something I'm sure all of us, I know I could, could, could work on and be better at, right, is if you really want to be that change, I mean, if you really want that end result, start with you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I had a few takeaways from it. One's a parallel that I'll probably do last, but I think perspective is key, right? Regardless of, and then you kind of touched on this, regardless of how bad you think you have it, somebody's got it worse. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that guy's trying to get home to Cleveland and his dad's going to die, right? Mm -hmm. And you don't know what people are going through, like you said. The other one is the choice. The choice that you make every day to be happy or sad, upset. This morning, I don't want to go to the gym. Yep. I literally did not want to be there. I saw your post. I was there a habit. I wasn't there motivated. And we've talked about habit versus motivation before. I think when I'm there, I chatted with with one of our friends who I just talked to on the phone as well, Adam. He wasn't motivated, but the two of us got through a workout right next to each other, different workouts. And we're like, hey, we, we got through it. Well, when you have we somebody cheering right? you on a little bit too, or just knowing that somebody else is there in the drudgery with you sometimes makes it easier. Yeah. And the parallel, so I posted it this morning. I actually said, this is what I aim for. I want to positively impact everybody that I come into contact with life in a similar way. So when I walk away from them, I don't want them to be in a situation where they're like, oh, that was a fucking drag. When I see Stephen, it's a pain mm -hmm. in the ass. I want to be happy, positive, uplifting, right? And I had a really cool sort of reminder of this late last week 
So I call, we have um, we have our customer support line. We also have what I call Team Washington, which is sales support. So if I'm in the field and I need a form made or if I'm like, hey, I can't do this, I'm in the car, I need help with this, or I have basically a team of people I can call. And, and I've earned it, so you get different tiers of support depending mm-hmm. on what you yeah. sell. So my people are great. And there's a pool of about 20 to 25 of them, and you don't know who you're going to get on any given day, but you know a lot of them, and it's 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 awesome, right? So I called, it was probably Wednesday or Thursday last week, and the girl answers, her name's Amy. And she's like, oh my God, I love when I get to talk to you. <laughs> and I was like, well, thanks. It was kind of took, caught me off guard, right? Yeah. Similar to this guy in the airport, like, what did I do? Like, <laughs> is somebody punking me here? And she's like, well, two things. She's like, you're all, you always ask how I am. You always ask if we're busy. You make sure that you're not being too much of a burden. And she's like, and you're just always happy. And she's like, and we get yelled at when we can't help people. And I'm like, wait, our staff yell at you? And she's like, yeah. She's like, people call us and they're grumpy and miserable. And I was like, well, pff, I'm rarely grumpy or miserable. And even when I am, I do a really good job of masking it. But yeah, I'm glad that you appreciate that. And at the end of the call... I said, hey, I hope the rest of your day is wonderful. And she goes, and that's it. She's like, you're always being nice and you're always... And so this, I mean, not in the same scale as him in terms of what that girl did at the airport with it, but mm-hmm. just knowing that people look forward to talking to me when I when I call custom, well, sales support, really sort of uh, made me... This video, I was like, okay, there's parallels there. I, I do want to be that person in person as well. Yeah, I, I like that. And I'm, I want to be held accountable to that. If yeah. I'm ever a drag, if I'm ever, and it doesn't mean I don't get to have well, a minute to be, podcasts. Yeah. yeah, you know, it doesn't mean that I don't have negative shit going on in my life. It just yeah. means that, hey, I'm going to make a choice every day to be happy. And the other part is that though, I think that's important to note with that is that you're not, uh, that you acknowledge the times though, when you are struggling, because mm-hmm. I don't think you should use happiness as a mask of the reality of life sometimes too because that could be very easily done oh yeah and we called people out last week when we recorded about people putting shit on social media sort of living a lie basically and i don't think i've been doing that but i'm definitely in an emotional place just now you know that like Mm -hmm. kind of gone backwards a little bit in terms of my personal relationship so don't need to go into detail on it especially not here but yeah kind of back at square one a little bit but Every day I'm making a choice not to be mopey and the way I was before and still taking care of my shit, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I just wanted to start with that. I love that video. No, I like that video. And it was just interesting. I mean, I'm trans- tra- transitioning a little bit here, but you were at our event on Thursday night. Briefly, yeah. It, yeah, that, but you caught the this talk, didn't you? Most of it. It was. I will say from where I was at the back of the room with yeah. you, it was very hard to understand. Yeah. Which well, is rich coming from me, right? I know, seriously. <laughs> but we sent it out. But the idea of problems and putting people's problems in perspective, right? And this kind of goes with our last uh, kind of topic that we talked on. It's like, hey, we all have problems. It's really how you deal with them. and what. But sometimes just a reality check on your problems too. And you never know how or what people are going through mm-hmm. and how you can struggle with it. So I guess I'll, I'll, I'll take two, I have two minutes to just say what last Thursday was. Of course. And we'll jump into it. But... So last Thursday, 10 Capital, the company I work with, we do quarterly events, we call them, where we bring in speakers. A lot of the time, 
it's uh, the individual who runs one of the investments that we're in. So these are national speakers, national fund managers that come in and speak on the fund. How does it work? And then how does it work in their portfolio? This time we actually had someone entirely different in. We had a gentleman named Combe who is a refugee. Uh, he was a translator for the United Nations and uh, was kidnapped for his work as a translator in the United Nations and spent a week in the jungle with rebels basically who had kidnapped him. He finally was able to escape the jungle and was found on the side of the road by the United Nations peacekeepers. So they took him back. They were going to bring him home and said, hey, can we bring you back to your home? He said, no, that's where they kidnapped me from. They know where I live. And so they took him to his uh, uncle's home in northern Burundi, which is a country in South Africa, small country, I guess. Stayed there for a brief period of time before he was notified that the rebels were coming about trying to find him again, see if he was alive. So he sought refuge in Ethiopia and then spent six years in a refugee camp. Almost like six years in a refugee. Can you believe that doing? I mean, you can't do anything. You can't have a job. You can't contribute. You can't do anything except for sit in a camp for six years. I would go crazy. But uh, he said one day his friend in the camp notified him like, hey, I saw your name on the list of those that are being granted asylum to the United States. It's like, what? Don't mess with me like you don't mess with somebody who spent six years in a refugee camp about being granted asylum. Mm -hmm. And so he went on, went on site, went to where the, the list was posted and saw his name. And then a year later is when he actually got the chance to go to the U.S. And uh, now as a teacher at Northwest Christian. But uh, we were talking, it's like, man... We deal with people who are pretty affluent, pretty wealthy uh, by most standards. And uh, to have someone come in who had to deal with that type of thing really puts you in your spot, right? So we all think we have problems. Mm -hmm. We all think we have things we're working with. But it's like, for the most part, our problems are... Minuscule. Pretty stinking minuscule compared to the people who are stuck in a refugee camp or trying to flee for their lives. You know, mm -hmm. I don't think any of our listeners at this point, I hope none of our listeners, I should say are trying to flee from their lives. Maybe some of them are in a different manner, you know, trying to flee uh, for their lives. I know we've talked about stuff like that, mm -hmm. you know, different struggles people have. But, I mean, talk about perspective. At the end of that, we had a lot of people walking away that are, you know, multi-multi-millionaires, and they're sitting there going like, wow, talk about a, a different type of wealth when you realize it's like not monetary, but the We're all wealthy we in have. this country, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny that this is not a political statement, but I do want to say we see so much bullshit in the news about how regressive this country is and how people are discriminated against. And I'm not saying that there isn't discrimination, but in the grand scheme of things, this is one of the most affluent, most progressive, most socially inclusive mm -hmm. countries on earth. Yeah. I don't know that any anywhere else on earth you can be black, white, gay, straight, all things in between. And with few exceptions, yeah, totally. you can go about your daily life and not be discriminated against for it, not be lambasted in the street, you know? And like I said, it's not that stuff like terrible things don't exist and mm -hmm. terrible people don't exist. It's just that, you know, you're not fleeing a country to try and get asylum somewhere because some guy decides he wants to kill the entire race that you are or the entire religion that you are you know all these genocides all over the place so yeah i think sometimes perspective is huge mm -hmm. and you know i wish more people were able to take a step back and go yeah we are fairly progressive in fact one of the most progressive countries ever 
coming um, from from yeah. a guy who was raised in Scotland too, and coming from a guy who was raised in Burundi, said the same thing. Well, Scotland's still backwards in a lot of ways, and that I mean, I was raised Catholic. I couldn't play on certain soccer teams because I was Catholic. Um, there's still a huge Catholic Protestant divide in Scotland, and it comes from the north of Ireland and the roots and the heritage, and you know, huh, that's crazy. Um, yeah, so I mean, I I, I don't think need that to would fly in the U.S. <laughs> you tell me. Yeah, Could you tell a kid they can't play on a team because they're Catholic? Yeah, do you think I couldn't wear funny? a certain soccer jersey in the wrong part of town, or I'd get beat up. That's crazy. I mean, yeah. I mean, now, well, again, I'm sure there's parts of the U.S. where that does I, happen. I but. did not need to flee for my life from Scotland to the U.S., but it doesn't mean I didn't have difficulties growing up. And when you put everything in perspective, I had a, a charmed upbringing compared to people in Rwanda and Burundi, mm-hmm. and oh, heck yeah. you know. Romania even we used to see things about Romanian orphanages and people just abandoning their kids and and this is completely unacceptable now but I used to take money to school every day or a bag of lentils because it was the cheapest food we could get and send it to Africa and we called it the black babies because we were sending it to Ethiopia and places like that you couldn't get away with calling it that now obviously but yeah (laughs) but I mean there's always somebody worse off and this sounds kind of preachy but we can probably be done <laughs> talking about that. But it's good stuff. I mean, it's realities. It's what we're, we work with, we struggle with. It's some of the things that we, you know, we're going to, this is what this is about. So business goals. Let's talk about work a little bit. Dun, 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 dun. I keep talking about partnerships and I've kind of reinvigorated a partnership by ditching someone from a company and picking up somebody else from a company. And you know who it is. I'm yeah. not going to say names. Yeah. But a partnership had gone stale, and not through lack of my effort, just kind of different. Um, Sometimes people get sidetracked. Yeah, someone in sales that's sort of amassed an amount, shall we say, and has different priorities now, rental properties and things like that, and really hasn't been a productive partner for me for about a year. So, yeah, I've just reinvigorated one and had two meetings today based on Sweet. my first sit down with this guy plus I've got some meetings later this week and yeah this one's going to be very productive and I can't replicate the amount of referrals he's going to pass to me so what I've done is I've set him up as a monetary partner where he's going to get compensated so I'll give up some of my compensation because I think there's going to be a massive massive amount of referrals coming my way so, I like it yeah, yeah it's I mean, good. he's a good guy he just had a birthday yeah, we like I said, so. don't need to to throw names out there, but yeah, good guy. His Seems. name's beep beep beep. <laughs> Works for a very very large national company with. <laughs> Why don't you just give his name away, dude? Come anyway, on, jeez. Stop it, Ben. <laughs> you're always being a dick, and you're always being an asshole. Um, but that being said, and this has happened to me multiple times in the last year, year and a half. I've had some things go sideways, mm-hmm. and had oh shit moments. Mm-hmm. in the last two weeks and I'm mm. like oh shit I was banking on that and then literally as if by magic things come out the woodwork well, like random calls or someone that you've talked to six months ago and you've been in regular touch with they're like okay I'm ready to go and this mm-hmm. keeps happening to me and I do I'm going to go with the whole um, Gary Player the golfer quote that the more I practice the better I get and I think it's just that I'm not letting anything slip through the cracks anymore I'm very tentative to Constantly having that cadence of just touching Dripping people, on them. Yeah. even even if it's just to say hello. Yep. Even if it's just I exist. Yeah. I exist. Yeah. Well, we're, I think we've talked about well. it before too. It's the idea of you know you never know when people are going to say yes. Mm-hmm. And even these people that have dried up this week, 
could be the ones that in six months come back or in a year or two years and be like, hey, we're ready to sign with you. Can we can we pick off where we left off? And you're like, yeah, you, sure, but why did you go silent on me? Yeah. So you the, just never know where it's going to happen. The first six months in my job as well, I should probably touch on this, are where people are made or break. You make or break your career at Heartland in your first six months, maybe first year. And some of the rookies that we've brought on in the last six months or so are really starting to flag a little bit. You know, they're, they're kind of wondering, once you've worked your personal network, once you've gone over old ground, it's kind of hard to, to be in a position where you're you're constantly able to do that. So I'm, I'm very grateful for what I've been able to build in terms of my network and these things constantly coming out the woodwork because it does speak to... To the grind, I think, and yeah. and how the the you know I don't do things traditionally by going and banging on doors and making phone calls all day. I think it speaks to the fact that well, I've been successful at what I'm doing. That's always a good lesson in not slowing down when you think you got something in the bag mm-hmm. too, because I've done that multiple times too, where you're like, "Sweet, this quarter's looking really good," and all of a sudden, like, "Oh, that can't be moved over," or we've decided to go a different direction. And you're like, <gasps> "Like, oh no, mm-hmm. that's not good." And sometimes people don't come out of the woodwork. I mean, sometimes it takes longer and you end up having a crap quarter. Yeah. But so you're kind, there. Of, you're kind of in a full-on summer mode just now, right? Like you're not yeah, really... people don't want to talk to me. <laughs> people, come What's, on, people. Where are you? I feel like that's I, a year-round thing, not a summer thing. What's that? That's a year-round thing, right? Not a summer thing. They don't want to talk to me. No, it's surprisingly, <laughs> Stephen. Some, some people like me, unlike you, in that you don't like me. <laughs> Uh, no, so we're about six months into the year, and I am ahead of goal so far for the year, but also the pipeline is drying up. So got to make mm-hmm. sure to replenish that pipeline, continue to do positive actions, which I know lead to positive results. Just don't know when those positive results are going to happen. Just yeah. reached out today to another individual who would help me get there towards that goal, and they need to wait till the fall, so hopefully I can sign them in the fall because that would be a good little bump. And mm-hmm. uh, what I've noticed is just... I just don't know when they're going to come in, when people are going to sign. It's like I try to just continue to do positive things. I've got a couple of massive 401k plans that we're going after, which would be, you know, 10 plus million dollars, which would be sweet. Yeah. You just don't know if you're going to land. And sometimes you just got to do those positive actions, like I'm saying, and we got to do those RFPs and compete and hope that people see the good work in us and maybe we win it maybe we don't maybe we lose it and in a year they come back and they see us and they're like hey the people we actually chose suck we want to work with you again i didn't know if you were ever going to breathe in or close your eyes while you were saying that you were just like on one <laughs> wow <laughs> you were talking at like 100 miles an hour and your eyes were wide open and i was like maybe that and i was like whoa looking right at you <laughs> make eye contact look deep into my eyes steven yeah so, did you work out today, Ben? No, I what? told you I tried to go earlier. Yeah, why didn't so you? Why didn't you go this morning? I thought Mondays and Fridays were the only days you could go to the gym early. That's because I had Beats Engine and Tonics last night and didn't want to go. You can come with me after work if you want to. I'm going to go and do cardio. You're welcome to join me on the hill. I'm not getting back up the hill. <laughs> Plus, I got to pick up Weston at five. Okay. I'm going to go after Lauren gets home. Yeah, I didn't have a great workout this morning. So that's a good transition into. <laughs> I lifted. I did everything I was supposed to do. It just felt just didn't like it. Laborious and. Uh, but afterwards, I felt good. Good. You well, know, we're not on fitness yet, so don't talk about fitness. We're still on work. I thought that's where we were going with this when I asked if you went to the gym today. Okay, so let's t- keep talking work then. Okay. 
What, well, all you mentioned was partnerships. I mean, what's going well? What are you implementing practice-wise? Anything new and exciting? Nothing new and exciting, just consistency. I keep doing How did your I'm other do- partnerships go? I know there was one out in Coeur d'Alene that we were got you introduced to. Did that ever come through? Well, she'll be in her new office in Spokane yeah. in the next month or so, I believe. I do have her chatting. So it's going to be a payroll partnership. So mm-hmm. I'm really just a middleman if I'm needed. Oh, so the stuff's flowing. But yeah, it's going to be productive. So I've got two things, two asks of you now. Okay. One. I know what one of them is. What What do you think it is? You want me to follow up with my guy at the gym that I have an opportunity for you through? Okay, three. <laughs> Jeez. First one is I want you to follow up with the guy at the gym that you have an opportunity. Who's another advisor about his book. Yeah. Uh, second was I want to know how you structure partnerships, how you work through partnerships, how you go about seeking them out, and if you think there's a way that advisory firms can implement that. Not on the air. I'm just talking off the air sometime. Just so I can one touch of these on things, it yeah. if you want. No, I don't need you to. But okay. just some things. So, so maybe just to say, hey, we've had the conversation in the next two weeks before we do our next accountability session. The simplest thing, and I will share this on air, and then we can talk more in detail off air. I try and find people that are in similar roles, selling to the same people, are trustworthy and able to communicate. Because mm-hmm. how many times have you sat down and thought you'd get a great partnership and then you never hear from the people again, right? So, yeah, that's, I mean, that's primarily, what was the second thing you were going to go, or third thing? The second sorry. that became third, I can't even remember now. <laughs> Good God. So I got to write it down. I should have written them down. This is like recording a, with a goldfish. So we're still talking business, yeah? Well, yeah, I talked about practices. Anything you want to know about me? Anything you want to ask? You want to show some interest or is it just all about I mean, you? unless you've got something you particularly want to share. Like I, I liked your event the other night. The food was good. Um, the food was good. Those freaking meatballs were pretty delicious. Yeah. But did you meet anybody new? The wine. Oh, Ooh, I it. didn't get a good glass of wine. Tread lightly. Yeah. You didn't get a good glass of wine. Yeah, I don't know. I just I made a poor choice, Bad I guess. bottle. Did you only have one glass? Yeah. Oh, you're a pretty good boy. It was a school night and I had a glass of wine at all. That's like a major accomplishment. That's pretty true. Oh, well, this is going back to fitness now. Okay. <laughs> now we can transition. I hit my lowest weight I've been on the scale yet. Me too. High five. 198 and it's steady. It's staying steady. So I'm 198 pounds. I'm sub 200. Mine was 290 or 290. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> no, that would be bad for me. That would be bad. Yeah. 223. Yeah, that's point uh, nine, I think. Mm-hmm. And I didn't adjust anything. I just, I don't know what caused it. Nutrition? You've been tracking? I track, but You're also working loosely. out twice a day now, and you weren't doing that, but for the last couple of months. That's not true. I've been doing that pretty much since January. I do a lot of two-a-days. You did, but not as consistently as you're doing now. I can show you on my Move app. Most days there's two workouts. It's I worked at least out mid-week. with you for the first quarter, and you weren't doing that. Yeah, I've been going back and doing cardio. I do something the night, whether it's back to the gym or going to the stadium or, you know, just getting out and running, which I hate. Um, well, I'll say it's not just magic that you've lost more weight. No, so. I mean, but the thing is, like, I, if I really, really tried, you weren't what riding I was the eating, bike because I could look at your Instagram page and just tell what you were. What I know you posted all to Instagram. I know without tracking, kind of like where I'm at in the morning, where I'm at midday where I'm at at night and I know like hey I need to have a salad tonight versus well I've not really had many calories so I can have a cheeseburger tonight type yeah. thing um, I'm also right in the middle of a 24 hour fast so Ooh, how's that going 
Yeah, I have about another five hours before I'll eat anything. So. So you started last well, night? Four hours. Well, I had dinner last night, and then I just I do this once a week. It's just not normally Sunday into Monday where I do twenty four hours. It's so, just so not twenty four hours. I do do twenty four hours. Yeah. You so said you had dinner last night. So I ate at seven o'clock, and I won't eat until after seven o'clock. Oh, so night. you're still going to eat a meal. You're just going to be late. Well, I'll have something. Yeah. Like, so it's like you had dinner at five, and then you have dinner point, at seven. I don't feel hungry. I do this, like I said, once a week. Yeah. And the idea is that you increase your HGH levels by like 300% with a 24-hour fast. And there's science to back that up. So I What don't does that mean? HGH? Increase, yeah. Human growth hormone. So your body naturally produces human growth hormone. Some people take a synthesized version of it in order to build muscle. It helps with recovery. It helps with sleep. It helps with testosterone levels. Basically, it keeps me horny. <laughs> I'm kidding, by the way. That's HGH. I'll teach you about HGH offline. How does that sound? Um, I don't even know what to say now to that. Basically, yeah, so on this fitness stuff, um, this kind of ties into the relationship stuff. Like, I am in no place right now to be with anybody unless it's one person. I'm getting a lot of attention from the fairer sex. Not even, like, covert. Not, like, subtle. Like, straight up booty call texts and phone calls to where after a certain time I'm scared to look at my phone on a Friday or a Saturday night and what, why are you like I'm being serious right you're being a dick <laughs> keep going I'm sorry mister yeah. I'm married and don't no, need to deal with going. this shit keep going but I don't want to do it I don't, I don't want to like I don't even want to date like I'm genuinely just like no I don't know what to do about this <laughs> What are you looking at me for? I don't have an answer. Remember, you just said I'm the marrying boring guy. Well, you've got an opinion. Just don't respond. I don't. There you go. But then that causes issues. People get mad. They get mad because you didn't respond to their booty call? Yeah. <laughs> Who cares? People I thought that were friends. I respond and they want, they want your booty, huh? But I think, I think where I'm going and what I kind of... My jawline is back jaw line i know you had struggles with that in the last recording i feel really like this morning uh, i ran into jordan tampion actually oh, he was sorry. walking into a building that they're thinking of buying a different one um <laughs> as i was walking downtown and he said god you look fit and i went thanks but i don't i feel kind of bloated today because i had a weekend where i drank yeah, and yeah. but i'm like oh at least i guess i don't look as bad as i thought i did and yeah. That's something I actually have noticed is like people, because uh, you don't really bloat in your face much, do you? I don't think no. so. It's like mostly the gut, right? Yeah. But so even then when you feel bloated and you feel like, oh, I could probably put on five pounds. And it's like people are like, oh, you look really good. And you're like, oh, thanks. I'm glad because uh, I've been working at it. But uh, I think I might have screwed it all up this weekend. <laughs> I mean, Sometimes you feel like that. Some days I can, have, I can fluctuate up four pounds. When I've eaten really well, yeah. In other days, I eat like shit, and the next day I'm four pounds lighter, and it's like, what enough? How does that work? Hmm. Yeah, nutrition, it's crazy. Depends on what you eat, probably too. Yeah, I mean, inflammatory foods that get you all hot and bothered in the tummy. I'm so proud of you right now. You've been paying attention. What? Like you're t you just talked about inflammatory foods that is not a term you had even heard of six months ago lentils things like that oh <laughs> don't like lentils you get a negative connotation with lentils because you brought them to school for kids in 
wherever. Ethiopia. Ethiopia. Jeez. No, I just never liked them. I th- they're pretty good depending on what you put a little curry or something on them. How about you put curry on meat instead of lentils? I thought you said on me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm like, whoa, this took a turn. I was not expecting so, that. I have a question for you, Ben, and this can probably, unless you've got something, it can probably be one of our sort of last things we talk about, but I feel that this might be a rabbit hole. When was the last time, again, not a political thing, but I want to ask you, when was the last time a decision was made either in Olympia at the state level, in Spokane at the local level, or in Washington, D.C. at the national level, that truly affected you from a financial standpoint negatively or positively? Define truly. I'm talking like took a lot of money out of your pocket, put a lot of money in your pocket. One of the two. I got a big tax return this year. Was that based on legislation or was that just based on the fact that you've had a kid? Yeah. It was both. I got $2,000 tax credit, right? Because I Mm -hmm. had a kid. Mm -hmm. And then I got a lot more than that back because of the changing tax code. So, yeah, I mean, everybody's effective... Well, theoretically, everybody's effective tax rate should have decreased if they were to make the same amount of money. Yeah. But I don't know if people know the difference between marginal and effective. Yeah. But so I guess... So go look that up. Marginal and effective tax rate are different. Marginal is the top, whatever bracket, the top one you land in. Effective is the average of all of them mm-hmm. to combine. So I guess where I'm going with this is I'm sick and tired of the outrage on both sides of the political spectrum at the other side. Yeah. And the, well, I don't know if that has anything to do with what. But, but. I want to. I want to go a step further. I'm kind of tired of the um, expectancy of people to where they think something that Donald Trump or Hillary Clinton or Barack Obama or Mike Pence or whoever it is, they think the things that they do on a day to day basis affect change in their lives. And the truth is, it really doesn't. Case in point is this. And I guess it did just happen to you. When was the last time a politician wrote you a check? April 15th, 2019. <laughs> it's never happened, has yeah. it? No. When was the last time that a politician stood at a pulpit and tried to claim credit for the economy being so great and people's median wages being up? Yesterday. It happens every fucking day, yeah. right? My problem with it is this. If you're going to truly put your your faith in your give your credit to politicians you have to do it all the way around right you have to look at it from the perspective that you don't get to bitch when things are bad because i don't want to give them any fucking credit i don't they've never written me a check they've never made a decision that benefits me i've done everything on my damn own i've worked hard i've played hard and i'm either going to rise or fall or be a success or a failure based on my actions not on a politician's actions and God, we just need to get over this dependency. Well, it's, it's 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 a bigger issue than that, and it applies, I think, not just to politicians, but you could choose to blame anybody else for your problems. It's like until you're going to own your own problems and, and quit letting people affect. It's like you can affect me. Yeah. Yes, you could affect me negatively some way, but it's how I choose to react to that, right? Mm-hmm. That's going to matter. Yeah. So I'm like, well, shit. What am I going to do? I'm I'm going to find another way to get around it and have a positive outcome. And this is kind of a message to the politicians as well in that, hey, if you're not going to come and prop me up when I'm down and out, you're damn sure not getting any freaking credit when I'm not down and out and I'm doing well. Mm-hmm. Leave me alone. Let me do my thing. And seriously, like, why are people stressing over what's getting done in Washington, D.C.? 
when it really doesn't affect us. And then talking about that in the mayoral race, I'm sick and tired of seeing people that are running for the mayor of Spokane talking about national issues that they have zero control over. Yeah. What? What? And it's like, well, how about you focus on local politics? How about you focus on the things that need to be addressed? Agreed. Yeah. <laughs> for the record, not a citizen yet, so I don't get to vote. So oh, I'm allowed to say all this. If you hate me for it, go fuck yourself. If you like <laughs> me for it, cool. And I know that's kind of nasty, but people cannot... Nowadays, it's like you're so polarized and dependent on... You, you don't get people in the middle. It's well, like, look, if I offend you by saying these things, you are, you are the problem here, not me. I think we've gone... It's like people think their way is the only way and diplomacy is dying. Mm-hmm. It's like, you guys... That's not how things work. Like, you don't just get, it's my way or no. It's like, my way is the best way. It's like, no, you're an idiot. Your way isn't the best way. Your way is one viewpoint. It does not mean that it's the best way for everybody. If you agree with Marco Rubio on this, just go ahead and unfriend me. If you agree with Barack Obama on this, unfriend me. We can't, wait, what? Like, you can't be friends and have different opinions? And Well, the, the fact that someone puts a post out like that, that means that you are fundamentally flawed. Like they point at you and they're saying like, you are a terrible like person. You probably hate everybody and you're ready to, you know, kill people. It's like, okay, yeah. you're, that's, you're putting people on a level. It's like, so whatever happened to this whole like, love thy neighbor thing? That, uh, that's kind of out the window, isn't it? Yeah, well, um, that's a whole other argument there where um, you talk politics versus atheists, or sorry, religion versus atheists, and it's, I, I feel we've completely lost both sides, whether you're religious or non-religious, have lost sight of what religion truly is supposed to be, and it's just a compass, a true north. It's not supposed to be literal. You know, if you believe the Bible is literal and everything that's in there happened, uh, we might have some issues because there was some lofty things in there and. You know, you go and read some of the books, maybe it's Leviticus or things like that, and there's some horrific things that people are expected to do and believe. The other side, it's well, like... it's all interpretation, yeah, too. Well, well, that's the thing. What I'm saying is, if you if you believe it, the religion is anything more than just a collection of stories and morals and ethics, if you take the Ten Commandments and just do those ten things every day, you're going to be a pretty good person. And we've lost sight of that. On both sides, we're, we have extremes on both sides and like you don't need to convince religious, me just because, non-religious political just beliefs. because you don't believe in anything i don't you don't need to convince me that what i believe isn't true like why can't we just agree to disagree you know even this is one i had this conversation with my trainer and i showed him a picture and i sent it to you and i think you agreed with me i haven't posted it yet it was uh and i'll read it and then we can talk about it okay and my trainer didn't like it and I was like, dude, you've, I, I mean, like, I, I, think, I, I think he's off base on this one. Okay. And so I'll read it. And this was something that a, a, a friend of Lauren and I's posted. And it was a repost that she did of somebody else. I don't know who. But I like what it says. And I like it because of the meaning behind it. And it has to deal with fitness. So it says those five to ten pounds that you have extra, that's the place where your body kind of naturally wants to be. Mm-hmm. That's your life. That's your Sunday night pizza with your man. Obviously, it's a woman saying it. I do agree with this, by the way. That Sunday morning bottomless brunch, your favorite cupcake in the whole entire world because you wanted to treat yourself. Those five to ten pounds are your favorite memories, your unforgettable trips, your celebrations of life. Those five to ten pounds are your spontaneity, your freedom, your love. He didn't like that post. 
Mm-hmm. I fundamentally disagree with him. Wait, on your trainer didn't? <laughs> you guys are friends on the social medias? No, I showed it to him. I said, oh, okay. I believe this basically. Like, I'm probably always going to be five to 10 pounds over where you think I should be because I'm not willing to sacrifice these things. I didn't say it like that, but it's like in my mind, that's what I'm saying. It's like, no, I'm, I'm like last night, like Lauren and I got a pizza and watched movies at home. It's like, I want to have a pizza. Like, I don't need, mm-hmm. I don't care. But you're also, you guys are at different parts of the fitness spectrum. He is an all-in kind of guy, right? So, and, and to a certain extent, he has to live the brand that he preaches. Yeah. So he can't tell you, and, and this is one of the problems I have with the gym that we're a member of. I mean, there's probably two or three trainers at the gym that I go to that look like they need a trainer. And I have a serious issue with that. Yeah. I don't think you should be training people when you look like you don't train. Now, call that shallow, call it conceited, whatever you want to call it. I just think it's, you don't get to preach something and not live it. If fitness is attainable to everybody, which is what you preach, the fact that you're not shows incompetence or laziness, yeah. in my opinion. Now, but that'd be... that being said, I do respect your trainer because he does practice what he preaches clearly or he's just got a metabolism like a friggin' tiger because he's, he's in good shape yeah. and he's strong and he's athletic. I also have an issue with the trainers that I have an issue with your meal plan first and foremost our friend Travis asked me to put a meal plan together for him and I told him no I said you don't need a meal plan you need to learn about calories you need to track calories first and foremost yeah if you want to lose weight lose fat whatever you want to call it you don't need me to put together what I would eat to do that because honestly you can go online and find that mm-hmm. white rice chicken broccoli and asparagus if you eat that for every meal you will lose weight yeah but after a week, you're going to hate me and you're going to hate what you're doing. But if I teach you how to do 2,000 calories a day or 2,100 calories a day instead of 2,500 calories or 3,000 calories a day, yeah. you'll have success and it will be a sustained long-term success. And some people will then preach to you. We've convoluted an entire industry and made fitness and health hard. But no, I, I, I agree with, it's funny because I agree with what you read. Mm-hmm. And I do believe that you need those little treats and the things that make you happy. But I also appreciate that he's trying to practice what he preaches. He's like, no, I don't agree with that. And here's why. And I'll come back at you with this. If I were to adopt that same philosophy, you would live a totally simple mindset. You wouldn't have any thrills in life and every dollar you make would be invested, basically. Do you think that's sustainable? Do you think that's healthy for people? Exactly. Is it? Do you think so? No, exactly. Yeah. So do you think that model of the he's doing is sustainable or healthy? It doesn't need to be sustainable or healthy long term. It's what his point is. So he right now, if you spoke to him about that, I think what you would find is that he's saying in order for you to get to your goals in an amount of time that he sees reasonably reasonable, you shouldn't do those things. Short but I'm term. saying some people don't even, I mean, they live that lifestyle. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, that's, what, that's what they do. And it's like, I don't think that's reasonable. I think you're sacrificing things in life that you shouldn't be sacrificing that are more valuable than having tens of millions of dollars in the bank or having the chiseled like 5%, 10%, whatever freaking body fat mm-hmm. percentage. Like, is that, what did you really get by having that? Yeah. I so, don't know if there's a good answer. I guess I'm doing something that I don't normally do. I'm kind of sitting on the fence because I see your point and I see his point. You're on the fence. And I don't think either one of you is right or wrong. 
And this is what I'm asking for people to do in pol politics and life as well. Mm -hmm. It's like sometimes there is no right answer. Sometimes you're both right, depending on your 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 situation, yeah. your attitude, your your goals, your your balance, if you like, your your your, your what you want to achieve in life. You know what's funny is uh, I was sitting there chatting with the trainer, and I leaned over to another trainer, and Sean was like, "What do you think of this?" And read that same thing, and people read it, and he's like. He's, granted, he's chubbier, and uh, one of those trainers that Steve doesn't like, and he's like, the part of me that works here <laughs> wants to yeah. totally disagree with it, and the part of me that lives outside of here wants to 100% agree with it. It's a great answer. And I was like, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was. It was a great answer, because he was real. And I think that's what I want people to be when they're t when we're talking about this stuff. It's like, mm -hmm. just be real. You don't have to put on a false facade. Like, even I walked by my trainer's car the other day, and he had a, he had a McDonald's wrapper sitting on the seat. I'm like, dude, look, don't pretend like you're like this high and mighty all the time. You can be real. Be real with people. Do you think Steve Jobs has ever used a Windows computer? Yeah. I don't. I bet you he has. He's used their hardware. I don't think he's ever sat down and create, or he ever did sit down and create something on a Windows laptop. I bet you he's used it just to be familiar with but it. But what I will say is, it doesn't mean that he doesn't think they do some things well and he hasn't learned, right? So I just think it just it comes back to everything that we talk about is balance, balance, balance. Not work-life balance, not, not food balance. Just everything in life should be balanced and it makes life better in general extremes are always bad whether yeah. it's politics religion fitness lack of fitness work no work extremes are terrible and yeah. you always kind of want to be hovering in the middle so that you can lean either way you, you know you can lean into work you can take a little more time off you can lean into fitness and see results mm -hmm. and say okay i'm where i want to be i can relax a little bit i'm not going to go haywire i'm not going to eat 6,000 calories a day, but you know, I don't need to be at 2,000 anymore. I can be at 2,500. That's my maintenance goal. Yeah. But yeah, I just, that's where this is actually developed more than I thought it would. But yeah, balance. I like it. Balance, dude. I, uh, speaking on balance, one of the things that I had said that I needed to do was take more time to relax and just be kind of re replenish the, 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 the cup or whatever. So yeah. I had a nice weekend away, just Laura and I out on an island on a lake and just kind of chillaxing and, what, you, what was that eye movement? That was a weird little eye movement you had there. A what? I'm not sure. Steven's looking at his phone during the middle of this too, so I'm not sure what he's actually doing, if he's listening or not. I'm still listening. But, uh, so have a couple more long weekends planned to kind of replenish the cup out at the lake with friends and just relaxing, and Steven didn't get an invite again, so I'll probably hear about that. But I did tell him we would do a guy's boat day, so we could plan that. But, uh, so no, it's good. And I'm excited for really what the next few months hold in terms of energy. Hopefully that translates into new relationships and some close business. And hopefully you can set me, help me set up some, uh, of those kind of referral relationships that you were mentioning by educating me on them and, and how you have seen them work. Yeah. Well, it is 3.29 PM. I really need to pee. That's why you wanted to wrap up. So let's um, keep talking. I mean, I can just tie a knot in it if you want. It'd be a little one. <laughs> Can you tie a knot in yours? Yeah. I do not want to see that. I was joking. We had today our interview with Mike Nielsen went live. It did. And it was one of my favorite interviews, to be honest. I, I like the guy. I just... I I'll tell cool. you what our numbers are. No, don't 
do that. It's, their numbers are good. Our numbers are very good for the day. They're also very good based on what we've been doing the last month or so. So we appreciate you guys listening. We appreciate you sharing and liking. Please be better than Ben at telling people about our podcast. I mean that sincerely. Like if you've got a friend that you think might benefit from it, just say, hey, check this out. Likes, ratings, reviews. We put a video out. Ben actually asked for some likes and reviews, which was strange and different because it's normally me begging. And social media. Our social media engagement is up. And I did an experiment today, Ben. Oh, geez. I threw some money at a promotion for a post this morning. I want to see what it does. So we're going to track that. Oh, okay, interesting. I want to see on if it, Facebook or uh, both on, Instagram, both on the Instagram because I think that's where we get the most engagement. Oh, so I want to see if we can okay. grow that a little oh, bit. Might and have to share the results of it too. Yeah, so they, you get analytics and stuff. So yeah, it's just just a little experiment this morning. Okay, like like, it. like I needed something to spend more money on, but um, <laughs> yeah. So we've done that. If you have any feedback for us, we like it. We really do. Yeah, um, please shoot us a message. I do have feedback for you from Jordan Tampion's interview. Some other people did and say that we interrupted him. And by we, I mean you a lot. That's you were excited. You He's mean. your buddy. And I, I'll give you a pass to an extent. But I think we have to be really cognizant of letting people finish, especially when they stop for a breath. And we're like, blah, 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 blah. And we just jump right in. Um, How did that go? <laughs> It'll be interesting. I wish I could have that, that on. on, on yeah, but on we're uh, we're rolling on close to an hour here. I don't think we've got much more to talk about. Have you got anything you would add to what I just said? Nope. All right. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, I thought you meant to the last part. Well, to any you of mean it. To wrapping it up. Yeah. Nope. Well, in that case, thank you for listening. Until the next time, be good to yourselves and to each other. Boom.
about now. Ooh.